Yo, what's happening? What's happening, everybody? Hey, man, you know what it is? Y'all see the swag. Y'all see the drip. Y'all know what time it is, because we finna take a trip. That's right. I'm talking about this past the ice, baby. End of the year edition. But wait, hold up. Fam, it's something missing, though. What are we missing right now? Music. You miss some music? The music. I, you know what? I got you, man. I got you. Hold on, man. Hey, yo, DJ, where that song at, bro? <laughs> yeah, highlight. Damn, Melissa. Damn, Don't forget the real, though. Yeah, yeah. I bet you won't turn me up. What's that you bumping? It ain't vibing hard enough. No, hey, no. Check my playlist, guaranteed you ain't hit talk. From the indies to the mainstream, bringing all the stuff. Pass that ox, pass that ox. Hey. Bobby, through your back yes. on the scene, the yes. winning Janine. I'm bringing yes. the facts, they know yes. what I mean. Music nope. comparisons, yeah, it's embarrassing. Up in the Ford, I feel like I'm Harrison. Start on the fast track, mighty and morphing my name. Feel like a gentleman, top of my class. Ooh, ladies and gents, boys and girls, what's happening? What's happening? Hey, man, quick toast. You know what? It's your host with the most all day, every day. We like to say, appreciate y'all, man, for such a phenomenal year. And everything we do, man, y'all already know we here bringing y'all the energy, bringing y'all the scene, man. Hey, this is your favorite, greatest audio musical podcast ball podcast. And we got a real special edition for y'all, man. It's the end of the year, man. It's been, shoot, up and down in between, a little bit of everything in the means. You know what I mean? We got a lot of stuff significant that's happened musically. A lot of dope drops, a lot of dope uh, surprises, uh, moments. People who left us surprisingly, all kind of things, man. It's just been a 2021 to remember in different ways, man, especially in the music world. But it's your boy Dwayne, joined by none other than my two favorite people, as you already know. Starting with the ladies first, all day, every day, we talking about the Queen of Clatching, Miss Bougie Thugging, and my one true favorite cousin, none other than Miss Janine. What's happening? Dwayne, I love how you were like spitting bars so effortlessly. Like the whole intro <laughs> rhymed. It was beautiful. <laughs> hey man, you know, we 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 artists. That's how we do, man. It just, it just naturally comes. So we just have fun with it. But speaking of having fun with it, man, this is kind of fun because we never seen my boy swag up so nice before, man. Normally you see this man in a hoodie, you know what I'm saying? Maybe an Eagles little sweatshirt, you know what I'm saying, or some selfish rep. You know. But man, he switched it up on y'all, man. He came through with the sweater game. You know what I mean? Was having cashmere? Cashmere? What? Turtleneck? What? No, no turtleneck. V neck? What? Hold on, wait a minute now. What? Hold on, y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all, hold on, allow me. You already know. The hardest working man in show business. And of course, you already know. He is, ladies and gentlemen, say it with me now. Your critique of mwah. Artists in the building. I'm talking about my bro from a whole nother Joe Schmo. I'm talking about Mr. Derek Myers. What's up, brother? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on, man? You know, hey, we here, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all ready to have an end of the year wrap up edition to this show right here, man? Yes, sir. Let's do it. Y'all know it. And of course, we got a familiar face joining us right here, man. See, 
the plan was to kind of have folks kind of pop in on us from previous episodes, you know what I'm saying, to give y'all a little dose of things. So we had an artist join through with us real quick. Y'all already know, y'all might remember this, man. And if you, if you haven't had a chance to check him out by now, then what what took you so long, my guy? Seriously, what took you so long? Like, go back, backtrack. If you want to learn a little bit about the artist we're about to introduce, you know what I'm saying? Because things change, man. You know, you grow hairstyles, change up looks, so you may be like, hold up. You know, so uh none other than you know Gwyneth's finest north side stand up. I'm talking about none other than Mr. Felipe Fresco Felipe. Oh, see, I did it. I was trying not to do it. I tried to cut you off before you messed it up. She did, she did. Cause I hey, I kid you not, I have been saying right the whole dog on time, and I finally botched it. God ain't that crazy. Look, it, I love it, man. If the longer people botch my name, the longer I stay humble. <laughs> no, real talk, bro. This is humble flex, man. You ain't shit, bro. Like, we still not even get your name. Come on, man. Like, look at <laughs> Yo, y'all already know what it is, man. Our boy Fresco Felipe. You know what I'm saying? In the building, man, representing that North Side Gwinnett, man. What's good, my guy? Long time no see, man. I know, man. It's been crazy. It's it's crazy to like talk to you guys again and then just think about all the shit that's happened between now and then and like the conversations we had back then and what's happened and like the stuff that like I talked about that came to fruition and like the stuff that I was going through that I'm like now I'm going through a completely different shit, you know? So it's uh it's a little bit crazy, man. It's I don't know. It's just weird. It's 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 weird to look back at shit. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. Like we we don't do it often enough. Agree. Nah, ain't that the truth? Ain't sure. that the truth? So, you know what, Kazo? Let's go ahead and kick things off, man. Let me. What you got? What you got? You want to ask my boy real quick, man? With this end of the year edition of PTA. Yeah, let's do it. So one thing that I love about Pass the Ox and our sister podcast plugged in is we really have the opportunity to spotlight up and coming artists and independent artists and our friends and and, and people that we really want to see make it. And um, Fresco Philippe is like probably the first, no, the second guest that I personally brought on, but he is the homie. So I was really excited to be able to share his music with everybody. And I would say you had a hell of a year. Like I went to a live show and the crowd was like, Fresco, like it was amazing. (laughs) So, so like to personally see your growth, it has been like, I feel like proud as if it's me, you know? So what do you, what do you think your biggest moment of 2021 was? Um, uh, My biggest moment, um, it's hard to say. Because like I feel like everything, like I, I've I've gone to the point where I feel like everything that happens is like what's supposed to happen, like for me to be on the pathway that I need to be on. So I've like learned to appreciate the little moments or the negative moments because it's gonna push push me in the direction that I need to go. Um, but like anytime I've performed, I feel like those have been like the moments where people get to see like my potential and what I could be and like like get to imagine like even though it's you know like 40 50 people like get to imagine what it would be like if it was like 10,000 people you know what I'm saying like 
like oh this is what it would be like to see like my dude like out there like in front of people and performing and stuff like that and like I'm still like trying to get comfortable on stage and stuff so it's like like it, it's still like like super exciting and nerve-wracking and stuff like that every time so it's like this big climactic moment every time so like if I try to think of particular moments I, I would say it's like the performances but like I said I try to I try to appreciate everything that happens. Nice. How do you how do you prepare for stage? Do you like meditate? Do you do like push-ups? You take a couple shots? What do you do? Uh yeah, I mean, um, definitely gotta get a little the the usual the cross fade that about <laughs> on the first episode. Um, but yeah, I think it's I think what I've learned is like the more I rehearse. And the more I know I have it, the more confident I could be with it. So when I'm up there, I'm not really like worried about, am I going to fuck it up? It's like, I know I'm not going to fuck it up. I've done this shit a million times. So now I can really like get into it and have fun. And like the times where I feel like I haven't done well enough is because I didn't prepare as much as I should have or as much as I wanted to. Preparation is key for sure. Yeah. I know... Um you really started to hone into your like Spanglish bag and like speaking more Spanish and stuff on, on tracks. Do you feel like that that's elevated you ever since you've done that? Do you feel like you have a bigger fan base now? What has that done for you? Um, yeah, well, I definitely feel like, like it's a, it's a appealing to a whole like different group of people maybe. Um, and like, uh like there's there's people that only listen to spanish music you know what i'm saying so like um and then there's people that only listen to english music and then there's people that listen to both and like like each subgroup has like artists that they listen to or like certain genres that they listen to um but i feel like i encompass all of it and like i'm reaching out because like even like even if you look at like like hispanic kids in gwinnett like there's hispanic kids in gwinnett that only listen to, like english trap shit and like or like english like conscious rap and then there's hispanic kids in gwinnett that only listen to like spanish music and then there's like that middle ground of, of us that like that like kind of try to get into everything uh so and like like i can think of a bunch of artists that are like fresco in in one way but I can't think of anybody that's like me in all of those ways. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that's cool. I think it's a dope, it's a dope representation. And like, that's why the people that fuck with me, like it's still not a lot of people, you know, I'm still like, I've still got a long ways to go, but the people that fuck with me, like fuck with me heavy because they feel like I represent them and like I connect with them and shit. So like, that's, that's been the dopest part is to be like, yo, like, like people tell me like, yo, when you said this, it was dope because it reminded me of this. Or like, like, I remember us doing this, you know, growing up and like, like now you're talking about it. That's just crazy. So like, shit like that is fire. Like, that's like the coolest part of it. It's like, I'm telling our story and people like connect with it. Yeah, there are a lot of lines where I'm like, you had a line about a Honda Civic and like riding around twerking. I was like, that was a Honda Civic. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so, man. So I relate. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. What do you, what do you have? Do you have any upcoming plans for twenty twenty two? Like, are things all, all, all 
already in motion or uh, what, yeah. what would you like to accomplish in 2023? Um, so it's just like, like to continue to grow and like get better at, at all the things that, that I've been trying to get better at. There's a lot of aspects to becoming an artist outside of just making music. Um, so like I'm, I'm trying to get better at each one of those aspects. I just dropped my first project, like like pretty much a, just a collection of all the garage band and the process of me learning and everything like that. So it's a, it's a good snippet of where I was to start my career. Um, so like, definitely, I want to continue to push that. I got some videos coming for that that are getting edited and stuff. Um, and then I'm, I'm working on the next thing. And like, like I, I kind of went through a cycle where I was busy promoting and doing concerts and stuff that I wasn't writing as much. But now I'm back in like my writing, like creativity bag. So uh, it's really cool to see like, like it, it, you learn something and then you take a little bit of time off and then like you come back and it's like you kind of leveled up. It's kind of like when you like study and then you sleep and you wake up and like your brain processed it. So it's cool. I feel like I'm, I'm like on a completely different level and like I'm, I'm really excited about the direction I'm going in. I love it. <laughs> what skill are you uh you hoping to evolve in next year uh well like so part of it is like is like the marketing and like uh being able to like drop things uh strate more strategically where i'm getting the most out of the money that i put into it and uh uh like the different things that i do um um I'm starting to learn producing, uh, which is, is, is a whole completely different game. Um, I got I got a homie, uh, a homie Wilson that uh, gifted me a very expensive uh, keyboard. So I'm gonna start working on that. I've been working on my mixing. Um, I like I went from GarageBand to Pro Tools. Like like everything is just like a new challenge. Like you level up, and it's just like like it that doesn't mean that you made it it means that like you get another level of challenges so uh so like yeah i'm trying to get good at all that stuff get better at all that stuff I've, i'm a year into it now i understand it a lot better than i understood it um when i first started doing it so now it's just like the grind and understand that you got to learn every day and you got to put in work every day you always got to be networking always got to be marketing always got to be doing all this stuff um, so, so that's what I'm on and like trying to like save up money to be able to invest it into the career, you know, so that's I what think, it is. I think networking is the hardest thing for me. Cause like, I'm a people person, but I don't like people. Like, yeah. does, does that make sense? Yeah. I, same way. You know, and having, and like, I'm shy, <laughs> but not really like, it's, it's such a strange space to be in. So like, you have to talk to people and you have to try to meet and mm -hmm. rub shoulders with other people in the industry but it's awkward for me yeah, <laughs> yeah. and like Still it's like, a lot of the people like you you meet them and you're like fuck man i don't like this person but i know that they're this like certain like producer or they're friends with this guy or whatever and you kind of gotta be like hey what's up man like <laughs> love your stuff you know and then it's like 
like I, like I would normally never chill with this person and that's been the hardest part for me like it's like when I feel that way I just am like no nah, I'm not doing this man like I'm sorry like, <laughs> like, it, like there will be other producers there will be other like like industry people like it'll be fine I don't have to like get into that fake shit because that bro like emotionally and mentally like like everything that you do is very taxing so you gotta mm-hmm. protect protect your energy shout out tommy um you gotta protect your energy at all costs no i agree with that do you feel like since your growth this might be a personal question but <laughs> has there been people that you started your journey with that aren't necessarily with you anymore uh yeah definitely um like when you uh, start dedicating time to yourself and stop dedicating time to other people. There's people that don't understand that and they don't want you to win as bad as you thought that they did. Um, so, so the, like they take it to offense. It's like, no, he owes me his time. He doesn't owe it to himself. Um, and like those people start to fall off and you start realizing like, hey, like all of these people, I was putting all of this extra effort into like keeping these relationships. But as soon as I stop and start focusing on myself, like those people fall off. And then the people that stick on and check up on you and like like are interested in where you're going and what you're doing, like you learn to appreciate them a lot more. So your circle gets smaller, but like way more genuine. Um, so it's dope, like, like I feel like the value uh, of relationships that I have right now, like the few relationships that I have are very valuable to me. Um, but like the quantity of meaningful relationships is a lot smaller. That makes sense. Yeah. So tell me, who does Fresco Philippe see himself working with next year in 2022? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I can say who. Um, I, there's a lot of people that I would love to work with and a lot of people that would be like uh, excited for the opportunity to work with and a lot of people that I'm in talks with and stuff. Um, but I just don't want to like throw out any names and and then something like fall through or anything like that. Like nothing is all the way done or, or like concrete yet. So uh definitely definitely like another level of of features and and people who are like very ingrained like in in the north and and like in atlanta in general um but like also looking to a international level and uh and like a a like i don't know full like united states level you know what i'm saying like people from outside of the local area so i don't know it's just a lot of a lot of fun <laughs> uh, exciting stuff i'm excited for you man likewise yeah. likewise I, appreciate uh, it. I think uh unless any of my other fellow co-hosts have any final questions i would ask one last thing for you fresco is who is fresco philippe in 2022 uh fresco philippe in 2022 uh, is, is still the same fresco philippe from 2021 <laughs> and 2020 um he's just uh he's just he working a, a different stuff. 
Yeah, the mullet, man. It's the, the, <laughs> the mullet. Come on. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know this Spanish band, Carlos Tires and Norte, uh, but the lead singer, man, he had this glorious mullet, and I'm like, yo, like I gotta do that shit. And then like, so I started. Call it glorious. I have to look up this this band. Yeah, I'll send it to you. I don't know how to spell that. Yeah, <laughs> and music is, is fire too. Like I know a lot of people that don't speak Spanish that fuck with them. Um, uh, but yeah, so and like so like I'm from the north, like in Mexico, and I'm from the north in Atlanta. So then like I started calling myself El Tira del Norte, and like now I got the mullet going and shit. So it's like I'm building, I'm building this whole little like persona, but it's like myself, like it's all based <laughs> things from like myself and my life. So. It's dope, man. It's cool. I'm I'm really getting to put like myself out there, my personality out there, and like I like it, you know. Like I'm learning to to love everything that I am, and like I think I think people see that. That's what's solid, solid, brother. I love it, man. I love it, man. So uh, definitely, man. Listen, we always appreciate you for coming through, man. It's great to just have you back on, chop it up with you, um, you know, and. Um, Real quick, man, just uh, outside of, you know, Fresco Felipe, the artist, uh, real quick, man, who would you say or what would you say musically was your most standout moment of this year? It could be an album that came out. It could be um, someone who left us in this year. What, what was a significant moment to you personally in music culture for this year? Um, what... Uh... Draco the Ruler, R.I.P. That was that was really crazy for me. Um, just because like now being an artist, seeing artists go, uh, you always look at how old they were, like where they were in their life. Like Draco had just gotten out of fucking prison, and and like he was like he's like he put in his time and he got out and he was starting to put in work and like reap the benefits of everything that he had gone through, and then like for him to you know, be out like two years or something like that and now be gone is it, crazy. And it just like makes you reflect. Uh, but I would have to say like, it's, it would be hard to say anything, but like Donda CLB, like the lead up to that, the, all of the, the uh, shows that Kanye had, the like the fucking album cover for Drake, like, that whole thing was like, like everybody was talking about, it. like while that was happening, that like controlled like everything that was going on. Um, and it was like throughout the pandemic. So like everybody was paying attention, like that shit. It was just, I don't know. I feel like, like when we look back, like at the year musically, like, we'll be like oh yeah, that's when like Donda CLB happened and we were all talking about what was better and this and that. And like, um, so yeah, so I feel like, and it's a good definition of like the times we're in and the fucking, like what it's like to live in this era, like everything that happened, all the memes and shit like that and how it went down, like it's very much a, a, a fucking pandemic era, uh, type situation. Mm. That's dope. I agree crazy man so definitely i would say uh fresco fleet man we definitely right here on past the ox man 
Always appreciate you. We always root for your brother and your journey. We're looking forward to seeing what 2022 has in store for you and the growth that comes for you in your artistry, my friend. And of course, the fans already know, man, we'll definitely have you back on in the near future so that they too can keep track of the journey of the man they call Fresco Food. So real quick, man, hey, tell the people where they can find you, man. Go ahead and start following you already in this journey so that going into 2022, it's a whole new following of followers. Yeah. Can we take this um, shot first to just congratulate yeah, sure. all, all of your success in 2021 and your future success in 2022? Shots of what, whatever you have at home. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Let's do it. I love it how we tap the table still. Shot <laughs> through kosher. No doubt. No doubt, man. No doubt. Like. <laughs> um, so, yeah. uh, so, Instagram. It's at fresco.philippe. TikTok, TikTok is like what I'm trying to grow now. Uh, it's, it's, you know, the platform of the, of right now, you know what I'm saying? So TikTok is at fresco Philippe straight through. I'm glad that to Gust, uh, my first ever project of any kind uh, is out on all platforms. So go stream that, like throw that shit on repeat. Like if you, Fuck with me in any way, like at night, throw that shit on repeat, turn the volume all the way down and like, just like run my plays up. And then in the morning, listen to it one time with the volume up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, and yeah, man, I think like that's as a, as a fucking independent artist coming up on his own, like all that little stuff like helps. Like if everybody did that, like if all of my followers did that shit for a month, like I would, I would be there, you know, I would have made it already. So um, it's just trying to, trying to like build a movement and get people uh, like invested into it and, um, and like doing it genuinely, you know, like having, having people fucking invested to you because they know that you're going to like fucking put on for them. So um, yeah, that's what it is. That's what, that's what I want to put out there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Let's do it, man. So, hey, y'all already know, man, this is a part where we're going to have some fun. We're going to kind of just recap 2021 musically as best as we can for y'all, you know, because we know what heck of a year, man. And, you know, well, hey, what better way than to come up with some categories? So, Give it some cool categories. All right. So I think it's pretty obvious. We can start with the, the number one thing is that we had a lot of dope artists dropping a lot of content within this year for sure. Now, I don't know if it was maybe because of all that went through in 2020. Don't know. Maybe it was just artists who already, even before all what went down in 2020, just say, hey, 2021 regardless y'all about to get this work literally so real quick y'all if y'all have a top five of the most memorable albums that you can think of within this year let's go around the room man tell me what y'all feel what y'all what what album stood out to you the most in this entire year of 2021 
freaking me first because okay um i'm gonna go with nas kings disease hmm. two nice i'm gonna okay. go with tyler the creator mm. i'm gonna go with wale okay. i want to go with baby king <laughs> baby king oh that's one i forgot okay <laughs> um I want to say Hotels by Jasmine Sullivan. I don't know if that was an album, if that was a project or what it was, but it was just really refreshing and exciting to hear her come back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, was this year? Mm-hmm. God. That was like the beginning, the top of the year. So yeah, it seems like Jesus. a long time ago, but yeah. it was. Um, and then Thames, if Orange was a place. Um, Thames is a Nigerian artist. Mm -hmm um voice is spectacular she's a vibe i love it i love it oh, you just messed me up <laughs> <laughs> because i didn't realize jasmine oh donda sorry donda too mm -hmm. donda was fucking really? of the year for me really yeah i i don't I agree with Felipe. Like that was what was going to be my answer. Cause like another question that we're going to bring up, I know that I'm all over the place, but is like memorable music moments. And mm -hmm. like he said, the buildup to CLB versus Donda, like everybody was waiting. And I feel like when I heard Donda, it was more refreshing and it was new and it wasn't expected. And he was able to give us like gospel, but make it like street and like have our favorite artists on there kind of giving us an insight to a side of that artist you may not necessarily get all the time. Mm -hmm. And CLB was good, like Drake is never bad. It's always a vibe, but it was kind of predictable, you know? So in that war and that versus, it was Donda for me. That's interesting. Yo, I'm not gonna lie. Oh, I really have to use the bathroom real quick. I'm sorry to. I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> Please go potty. By all means, take that. <laughs> We're just kind of winging it's it. Like, what the? Tonight. It's fine. What the? Hey, hey, I love it. I love it, man. Oh I love God! It. All right, so <laughs> I haven't heard that phrase in a while. You um, know? so. All right, so I have, I have the off season. J. Cole, of course. Of course. Um, sure. But I mean, you know, it is what it is. Uh, so the off season, Silk Sonic, uh, Falarin Two, uh, King's Disease Two, and uh, I actually have CLB above Donda. Um, I I. I love the, the 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 production of Donda, but it just it. I'm still not feeling it. I'm I'm just I'm still not. You're breaking it. my heart, Derek. Sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, but you actually kind of <laughs> messed me up because hotels. Um, I thought that was last year. That's it. Just kind of like goes to show how like fast this year was but then also slow at the same time because mm -hmm. like i really thought that was last year so i would like to put that in my top five but 
Um, I have my five already, so I'm going to say that was definitely yes on the outside looking in, but it's right there. Um, I just, dang. I really it's hard to do top five. five anything. It really is. It really is. is. It is. And, it's, yeah. and, and I had to keep it out of five, Mark. I know, because it's albums, y'all, and I know we're in a phase of time where Albums aren't necessarily as appreciated these days because of singles, and we're in a singles kind of world. Yeah, which is why I didn't want to go top ten for y'all. I didn't want to go top ten for y'all because of that reason. Because I know we also have playlists, we have singles, we have EPs, all of that. So I wanted to go top five because of that. Speaking of that, though, like um, Big Sean's uh, hold up, I forgot the name of that that was that he just dropped i thought that was an ep but i think it's an actual it's an album that he did with hit um with hit boy um uh, i was just looking at it jesus um what what you expect with hit boy i thought that was an ep but i i it they're classifying as an album so i would like to put that there too but it's only six tracks on there you okay. Know, so I, I don't want to, you know, dock him for six tracks, but um, yeah, he's coming out with a new album next year. So to me, that's already going to be top five for next year. I already know that. And question, and since we're here, we're talking about independent artists, we would be trash if we did not bring up our very own Highlight Life and the release of Sally B. Fry. Was that an album or that's a yeah. EP or LP? I don't know the terms. <laughs> I just listen to the damn song. <laughs> you know what um yeah that definitely is an album that was definitely nice. an album for sure um you know what yeah i actually didn't i see what you did mean um i actually was gonna put that album in my personal top not even off of a, a, a confidence thing but just because i know the work ethic i really put into that making that album four or five years ago and really trying to piece it together and like really try to figure out how this could all make the vision that I had of 21 and the significance of it and everything like that. So it it really did fit this category, which uh, to me, I I definitely had to put that in. Um, You could almost do this separately because, you know, I'm, I'm still independent. So, I mean, you could almost do the whole independent versus mainstream thing, but you know, definitely in my mind, definitely, I feel like based off reaction that I got from it, from you guys and a lot of people outside of my circle and even people who didn't even know I did music that heard it, you know, um, that album definitely has gotten so much titles of, man, that's the best work you've put out to date. So I had to, by standards of what people have said, put that in my own head of like top five for sure. But I'm I'm liking these lists so far. You know, you guys are coming out pretty dope right now. Um, if I didn't mention that one, I would say uh, definitely off season for sure. Uh, did give a lot of dope vibes on its reaction. Um, I felt like, uh, believe it or not, 
felt like Migos with Culture 2 actually came Yes, how strong. dare I forget I Culture 2. I, I'm not going to lie. It, it hit pretty strong. <laughs> I was surprised. I'm not going to lie. I was pretty surprised for that to have been a Migos album. I knew they they were known. You know, I mean, you can argue, you know, if you're a hardcore Migos fan, you can argue on which culture of the three because this is the third installment. So you can argue and say, oh, one was better or two was better. But low-key, honestly, uh, just looking at some of the features they had, different things like that, honestly, I felt like that album definitely uh, surprised me and how nice it and well it felt. It felt more like a mature Migos album to me personally, like out of the three they've had. But I mean, it's, it's yeah, definitely one I had to put in there. Um, believe it or not, this doesn't get talked about as much, but my homie Big Crit actually dropped an album this year called A Style Not Quite Free. But the thing is, it's a little tricky because he actually said this technically isn't really an album, but it is, but it's not. Because it was more so freestyles that he had and different producers just built stuff around what he had acapella and created this album, but it wasn't really like an official album. So really, essentially, he was kind of doing this for more of his fans as he was celebrating the fact that a lot of his classic mixtapes are now streaming on all platforms. So this was kind of like a bonus for that. Uh, so in all honesty, I kind of just honorably mentioned it, but I can't put it in the top because he didn't, he out of his own words said it's not technically an album. But does inside and make it known that come 2022, there's an album coming. So I'm definitely excited. How is that not an album? Because it's really throwaways, is what it is. These are throwaway freestyles well, that are throwaways, but it's still an album. Well, not quite. These are throwaway acapella freestyles that different producers he worked with built something around in a form. So like, it it's, like so it's not a concise album. It's an album. <laughs> Pretty much, like as you said, it's not a like. There's no true story or anything behind this. This is just, again, for fans more so to enjoy because it's stuff of his they haven't heard before. Yeah, I so think it's like like defines it as a mixtape is like you're like putting songs together from like shit that you have to mm -hmm. make a tape to like show your stuff versus an album is a project that you make with the intention of making like a singular project with like a theme and and like you know you like the tracks like work together in a certain like mm -hmm. thing whereas a mixtape you're just kind of putting songs together just like mm -hmm. like Wayne would do the tapes on like everybody else's beats and shit like that like um mm -hmm. uh, and it's funny because like at, at one point I looked up the definition too to be like because I, I was like, I'm making sure, I want to make sure that this is not an album. Like, I want my first album. To be <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it, again, I get it, Derek. I know that it, it can be confusing from artist's perspective when it's like, when we say this isn't an album, but this is an album. That's an EP. That's a mixtape. It's, it's because it's so many different ways of explaining it. Albums are actually a movie, in a sense, in audio form you know, it has to make sense with each song that tells the story of what it is. For me, with Sally B. Fry, like as Janine asked, yes, that's an album because it's literally all those songs from start to finish are to describe everything 
that leads up to who my grandmother was and what it was like growing up with her growing up around her the culture of memphis different things like that um a mixtape though is shoot i'm just gonna have fun let's say what i want to say whoever's beating whatever just just because just for my fans just so they can enjoy this and have this until i do drop the real project yeah but i mean i think See, I think this is this is where it kind of it's, it's kind of confusing too because I think even with, with mixtapes you can tell a story. Kind of can. It depends on the artist. Jake Jake Cole, like for example, with his mixtapes, they all told the story of his childhood. True, but that's Jake Cole. Lil Wayne doesn't tell stories with his mixtapes. He just so, raps because so he raps. So, so that it, it's it's more so about the artist then. I do. And and part of it is like sometimes you're telling a story just by virtue of like you made all of these songs during a certain part of your life and they're gonna have a common theme because that's where you're at. Like like I feel like I didn't purposely have a theme for my tape, but there is a common theme between a lot of the songs and like like where I'm at in my life and like you know like what I wanted to portray for myself as an artist. Uh, so like I I think you can have a theme just like because it happens naturally but i think in an album like the whole thing like you're making it with the intention of like like okay it's going to be this whole thing is going to be this and like the the songs i'm going to do them this way and like the beats i'm going to choose them this way like like donda has a a, a theme i feel like like cob i feel like has a theme that you kind of like go through and it takes you and like you could tell it's very carefully curated like this song is going to come after this song and like the mood of it is going to you know shift like this whereas like like a mixtape in theory should be like just like a collection of like random songs Um, but yeah like you said the artist a lot of times just is deciding like how they interpret it like for their own benefit and for like the things that they want to accomplish yeah i mean even chance the rapper did it with his oh yeah you know what I'm saying? He still told the story with his. I thought I thought that was very well done. You know? Yeah. So I guess yeah. it really depends on the artist itself though. Yeah. yeah. Big facts. Big facts. Um but yeah, no. Uh definitely if I if I was saying top five, it was just like, you know, uh definitely off season. Uh I felt like Culture three definitely hit different in its own little way. Um, King's Disease two definitely for me for sure because uh, Nas just continues to show you that uh, he's a lyrical genius in his own right uh, with what he was able to do. Um, honestly, for me, I am gonna say Donda over CLB after finally processing it enough because Donda now continues to just randomly have songs pop in my head. It's for me, it's a whatever pops in my head factor. And I've yeah, had yeah. random occasions where Donda songs pop up in my head every day, almost every different one. And I don't listen to the album every day. It's just randomly, there's a Donda song popping up in my head. Not one CLB song is just randomly, except for which might get argued in something that's in our most overplayed song category, which we'll get to. But yeah, aside from that one song, I think y'all know what I'm talking about. I don't really have a lot of CLB songs just still stuck in my head. Even J. Cole's offseason still has songs that are stuck in my head. You get what I'm saying? So I don't think CLB did enough to really just have a longevity factor. I feel like you'll forget about it 
probably either when the next Drake album comes out or shoot, just depending on how you feel about it, you know, but um, it was big for what it was with this year since it did release the same time frame of when Donda did. So I feel like for that reason, it's kind of like how 50 Cent and Kanye's graduation was that year. They both came out the same time frame. And that was like, a, oh, oh, let's compete, you know, so. That's so that, interesting to hear because yeah. like CLB was, to me, was uh, Drake's best album since 2015. Wow. That's that was, big. That was, that was his best album that he's done since 2015. So I, I don't, big. I mean. I never was, thought I would hear that. Well, you know, like I, like views, more life. Uh, uh, what was the other one? Um, Scorpion. They had nice tracks, but I mean, as a complete Dark project, tapes. Yeah, it was. It wasn't good. Like those weren't good. <laughs> like as a complete art to work, CLB got back onto the track of where he was in 2015 and before. So, I, I don't know where Kanye is going. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about Kanye is like not no one album sounds like the last like every project right. is completely right. different you don't know what's coming it's always exciting production is top tier um, Drake is gonna be Drake it's mm-hmm. gonna slap it's gonna ride it's gonna have quotables yeah but you kind of know what's happening. Do you think we finally get the the Kanye produced Drake album? Maybe because they had the meetup with Jay yeah. Prince inside yeah. the bad jeans. So I mean, whenever he's basically told those guys play nice. They think it's possible. That shit so many times, bro, and like always immediately after, like it's just. Yeah, like yeah, these yeah. guys are just like children, bro. Like this shit is hilarious. <laughs> um, did anybody did anybody mention Punk by Young Thug? I don't think so. I don't think by Young Thug. Yeah. Yeah, that shit. Yeah. yeah, that shit was crazy. And I feel like it's very underrated. And like what put me onto it. Y'all remember the the like video that was going around of like Young Thug doing the live performance of that one song. Uh, that don't hate me, hate the game, baby. Like where there's the rock buildup. So that's a whole tiny desk that he did with the live band and that shit is crazy. So then that put me onto the album when it dropped, Punk, and it's so good and it's very ahead of its time. I think it's like, like Young Thug has done a really good job of tapping into what's next in hip hop and like and like putting his like classic twist and like genius on it. Like if you guys haven't heard that, I feel like that's a really good album and one of my favorites of the year. Um but yeah, I just didn't know if anybody had mentioned that because it's I mean it's Atlanta and it's stuck. True. <laughs> How dare true. we forget? <laughs> How dare we forget? I love it. I love it. Listen. Well fellas and lady Let's move on to another fun category, actually. Uh, I would like to ask you guys, what do you feel was the most overplayed and overhyped song of 2021? Anything on TikTok is 
overplayed because of these damn dance challenges. Um, I would say Silk Sonic's singles were overplayed. Not that it was overhyped, but it was overplayed just because they were releasing like the one or two singles before the actual project dropped. And I said this on a previous um, episode where like I was tired of hearing uh, Leave the door open. I'll leave the door open like I was over it like I've heard it a million and one times I've seen the video a trillion times like I'm over it but once the album came out and I heard the whole project I loved it again mm. but uh yeah they they played the hell out of those singles yeah um I think up by Cardi B was just like that's still being run into the ground so I I, I can't see you you threw in overhyped. I I I I don't think it was overhyped. I I, I think it was just overplayed. Um, Maybe I, I should have said the overhyped. Pardon yeah. me in that actual question. More so, okay. let's just take overhyped out of that. You know, but definitely most overplayed song to you. Yeah. yeah. You oh. know, you know what song I really got tired of. I actually like got tired of is uh the industry baby song yes and what bothers me about that song so much is the beat is so dope and like the melody for the beat is so dope and then like Lil Nas just added words to the same melody and like that that bothers me so much because I feel like it takes away from the beat and like you're not being creative and like Cause like on, like usually you get a melody for the beat and you have your own melody for your cadence of like whatever you're singing or rapping, and like like I feel like it's it's just like he he's just gonna like I told you long ago and it's like you could literally just play the beat and it does the same thing like nobody really is like resonating with the words for that fucking uh hook it's just like everybody loves it yeah by itself <laughs> so that's what bothered like it bothers me technically and then the fact that it's played so much every time i hear it, i'm like god like you could you had a fucking hit on your hands that you could have done whatever you wanted with it and you just fucking went like basic as fuck on it Do you think that that he's going to be able to follow up with like a dope sophomore album? Because like his his first album was good. I wouldn't say this in my top five, but it was a good album. I think I think when when you reach that level of of uh, influence and uh, like money behind you, you're always going to drop something decent because you're putting all the like top heads of the music industry in a room to create you like amazing songs. Um, so it's always going to be at least all right, you know, uh, but I, I just think he uh, he's played out his uh, his like introduction and like the I guess like the like wow factor of it is kind of gone now. So it's like now you're relying on like like skill and talent and creativity. And I just don't think that it's there. Um for him where like I don't know I might be missing out or I might be getting like drowned out by the fact that you're in the industry now and you have all of these people kind of diluting your shit but to me it sounded like he got big off like a of a catchy pop type song and like 
everything that we know of him is like a catchy pop type song so it's just like for me it's just like i don't know it's boring like when i hear stuff like that i'm like oh like this is like a fucking ai generated ass song you know it's like bo- so, bubblegum pop <laughs> yeah, yeah so it's like eh, like it is what it is like really like jack harlow's verse on that song was was the highlight of that song man like he went crazy he said uh left my handprint on her ass cheek that shit that shit went crazy um, <laughs> for that to be oh. your 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 standout verse is hilarious you're painting a picture of a situation <laughs> oh my gosh um oh man for me i'm probably gonna say honestly and i feel like had this album probably come out maybe even earlier in the year or, you know, way more than what it was, but for that to have come out when that album did, it definitely, they played the mess out of that song for sure. And I knew they were going to do that because I don't even think he was pushing it before that album dropped. I think they didn't start pushing it until this album dropped, but way too sexy, man. They wore that doggone song out. And still wearing it as much as you can. I'm yeah. hearing it literally every time it's around basketball games commercials like it's everywhere and i'm just like man okay enough's enough on that but i was like hey it's a drake song what do you expect you know there's always that one of them yeah Yeah. you know they're gonna always try to find that one to overplay so you know i never i never listen to the radio unless it's like sports radio so sometimes like i'll hit like fm to get to the sports radio station and like a, a hip hop station I'd be on and fucking way too sexy is always playing. Like when it like, no matter like two seconds that I'm on that radio station, like way too sexy is playing. And it's like, to me, it was like one of the worst songs on the album. Like, like I have so many more songs that like, I feel like, uh, like No Friends in the Industry is like my favorite song on CLB. Um, and like, and I'm like, fuck, like that shit never got played. Like that shit, like, it's like, a fucking it could have been a club banger if it got pushed like that like i don't know i just feel like it's the type of shit that like people want to like yell at the club and like point at somebody and shit like some inspection point at somebody <laughs> yeah, yeah you know mm-hmm. you just oh, knew it's a radio at all because i think that like radio growing up it it, it was like it was like a gamble or it was exciting to try to find the song you liked actually playing. Like you didn't have music at your fingertips so easily. And then it became this thing of where you got annoyed by radio because it was the same songs playing over and over again. Oh yeah. Sometimes I miss the excitement of, you know, swapping between four different radio stations, trying to find the one song and trying to figure out what, the song title is so that you can download it off a of line wire and fuck up your computer. <laughs> <laughs> legit, legit. Real talk. Real talk. Those are the days, bro. They don't they don't do them like they used to, man. That was that was yeah. Record cassettes on the radio. Like when your song would come on, like you could have a set <laughs> in the thing and you get it record. The original mixtape, baby. Yeah. That's the original mixtape. Oh, you already had- know. Yo, when you like, when you heard them mixing the song and then you hit record immediately and you got that intro to the song, that mm-hmm. shit was priceless, bro. <laughs> I would hate it. Yeah. I would, I would yeah. hate it when I'm 
like I was coming home and we would hear a song coming on in the car and I'm like fuck 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 let me get inside now I hit record and I missed like the first 20 seconds I'm like fuck mm. man like, <laughs> yeah you just give me that yellow light <laughs> a lot of people really don't know that really is the literal original mixtape because of the fact that even artists admit they used to take a song like that just to record it and then mute out the vocals so they could take the instrument and wrap their own verse over it. Uh, so it's it's amazing what you could do with a cassette back then, you know. But yeah, no, to answer your question, cause oh yeah, you do kind of miss that from time to time until, like you said, you got old enough and realized they just play the same old stuff. Hence, why this category was born, because even without radio, you still find way through placements and everything else to hear a song a million gazillion times. So that being said, now I have one question for you guys. Now, we all have Instagrams. We all have Twitters, Facebooks, TikToks, all of these little social media sites. So I have to ask you guys, especially to the artists in the room, what is the most played, I tell you, I put it, let me word this the right way. What's the one instrumental that you guys have heard artists freestyle over mostly throughout 2021? Because there's always that time where you have a song and everybody just decides they want to do a freestyle to that one song because that beat is so hard. For example, I'll go first and say that lemon pepper freestyle from Drake <laughs> off Scary Hours. You know how many times I heard an artist say, I'm going to freestyle to that because that beat is so dope. That's exactly. That's I, heard, I heard Lemon Peppers, bro. I, I, like some of my artist friends did Lemon Pepper freestyle. So, like, that is very accurate. Yeah. 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 Like, it's every year you have that one song. And there's multiple because another one I could say, Shout out to them Christian hip hop rappers out there. Drake, you gonna love this one, Derek. That pride is the devil beat. Got worn the heck out by so many artists who wanted to say, oh my God, I love that song. I wanna do something to that. J. Cole, you were on to something. Pride is the devil, you right. Let me freestyle to that real quick. And <laughs> I didn't hear that because I don't. I I know, me either, but it's just from what I've heard in the streets. Yeah. Apparently, when that song came out from that album, everybody <laughs> and their mama yeah. just wanted to do it. I heard one freestyle to it, but everybody else, I can't say. I didn't realize yeah. so many artists apparently love that instrumental that much, the freestyle. So. That, yeah. Lemon, lemon pepper. <laughs> that's, lemon that's pepper. it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I didn't have an answer for that, but that makes sense. That, yeah. I think drill became really big or like popular in 2021 mm -hmm. and the thing is they all sound the same so every drill song i'm like oh this is the same beat yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it goes yeah. off i love it it feels good but it's the same shit just different people rapping over it i totally agree you can't even get mad at that like that's completely accurate <laughs> I, I will say that there's an R&B song she she killed it and I want to find it um where she's singing over a drill beat mm -hmm. and it's so mm -hmm. good um Nyjah ease ease my mind mm -hmm. beautiful 
Jones. If you haven't heard really? it, listen to that. Yeah, uh, it's it's R and B drill. I've heard of her, but I never like listened to her music like that. I think I've heard like a couple of tracks, but I didn't do a deep dive on it. But I'll, I'll do that. Wow, I love it. Yeah. Okay. 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 So we'll move on to the next category for you guys real quick. We only got a couple left for y'all before we call this thing a show. But with this one, I gotta ask, 2021 again has been one of those years where it was a lot of ups, a lot of downs, in-betweens, especially in the world of music. So I have to ask you guys an open floor to ask, what is the most memorable musical moment that you remember from this year? Um, everything Ye did leading up to Donda, he had a studio apartment in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Like that shit is fire. And the fact he basically had like a blind listening party in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium is like, and people showed out and showed up more more than once. I think that that was big. And um, even his like drink, drink Champs episode, like just seeing that uh, side of Ye yeah. and just seeing him that happy and that carefree and just talking his shit and like he he drank and he smoked and it was like, it, it was just, he had moments this yeah. year. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, I think for me, it was Drake pulling out the Grammys because mm. I don't think that, I don't think, that was really talked about enough. It was like it was it was mentioned, but then it was like kind of like people just kind of like you know rushed by it like a day or two after. For him to pull out from the Grammys, I, I think that's gonna that's gonna spark this whole movement. And and I've you've heard me compare him to LeBron, like he's the LeBron of hip hop, mm-hmm. right? I think him doing that is as big as LeBron going down to Miami because that altered the, 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 the landscape of the game, right? Now you got players that, you know, uh, um, since that point that take their own careers into their hands and, and go where they want to go. And I think that this is going to have a similar effect to where moving forward, we're going to start seeing more artists pull out of Grammy considerations um, to, to, to get the recognition that, you know, they, they want for other artists and, and other um, uh, contributors. So I think that's just as big. I have a question about the Grammys, right? Cause like we say as people of color and like hip hop artists and fans mm-hmm. of hip hop and R&B, et cetera, like we feel like those award shows really aren't meant for us. But as an artist, like you do want those accolades and those like awards to show like you have reached a certain level of success. So if we all start pulling out of the grant, we as if I'm an artist, but if everybody starts like pulling out of the Grammys, like what is our plan B? Because no one takes like an MTV award seriously. No one takes a BET award seriously. Like, are we still looking for awards or do we think that that, that culture is over? I think those days are gone. I, like, because prior to the streaming uh, 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 industry, honestly, uh, coming into play, that had more of a, especially like in the movie industry, right? Like 
getting an Oscar and all that stuff like that that meant something uh, to to be nominated. You know, it, it it put you in a higher category. Now all of a sudden you have artists that can that can go direct to consumer. You don't need the middleman for the most part um, to do anything. So I don't know that it holds the same weight. I'm pretty sure it's it's nice to have the the the, the recognition, um, but I don't think it has the same weight. Bless you, man. I don't I don't think it, it does because I think that you have people that are you have artists that are able to be independent artists that just care about now <laughs> in in this generation that just care about being able to get their work out, put, make make the best quality that they can make. And 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 get it to their fans, uh, and and not really worry about the other stuff. They just want to create, and I think that's more so the emphasis that they they're trying to to impose than the the awards. Who watches an award ceremony? When's the last time you watched an award ceremony? I watch clips on uh, Facebook. Yeah, you um, don't watch the whole thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, as independent artists, highlight reel and Fusco Philippe. Like, are y'all like? what is making it mean for, for y'all? Is it more so like Derek said, having the di direct to consumer relationship and like the live shows, or do you still feel like I wanna have that hardware of a Grammy, Tony, whatever the awards are? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think anytime you decide to do this and, and you start dreaming about uh, what it's going to be like and, and what you'd like for your future. Like, obviously, man, like, I, like, I, I don't know if this is true for everybody, but it's like hella true for me that like, I've practiced my, my first Grammy award speech, you know what I'm saying? And like, like, I, I've thought about those moments and what they would mean for me and what they would mean for my family. Um, and more for like my family, like my parents, you know, to like, like I've already taken this fucking like very off the the regular path uh, kind of route for my life. Um, so like for my parents to be able to say like my son won a Grammy and like find some like, you know, regular people's success. Like for us artists, yeah, like this stuff is cool and we value these kind of things, but we also like value like our, our family's pride and, and like people like, caring about us and seeing that we've done something for ourselves so it's like it's like we don't have diplomas that we can show for our art and we we don't have you know promotions that we can show and have parties for so whenever there is a moment where you can you know receive an accolade or like somebody tell you you're doing a good job like I feel like it's important to appreciate those and like yeah like we understand that like like a lot of it is like an industry thing and like it's a lot of politics but you know like there's also uh, other aspects of it like like uh, there are some awards where you're like yeah they fucking deserve that shit they had a great year but i think like when you do have when you are going through that and you're having a great year and like you're finally having those moments like it's gonna come in some way or another and i feel like we should we should always be appreciative of that what is your first sentence of your Grammy speech? Um, <laughs> I, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> like when you make a wish. If you, <laughs> right. 
uh, it's not going to come true. So I'm going to save it. It's pretty good, though. It's, I can't it's wait. very good. <laughs> I dig it, man. Um, honestly, man, I'm going to probably go a little opposite from my boy uh, Fresco uh, and just say that the more I think about it with awards, they, especially nowadays, they seem to feel like, in a basketball term, they seem like how when a basketball player like, say, Russell Westbrook is killing the game with so many different stats, all of a sudden they label you as like a stat stuffer. Like, oh, he's just in the game just to fill his stats up so that he can definitely get that Hall of Fame status or just have crazy stats. It's almost like a Awards these days come off in the sense of like, oh, that's just my stat stuff of showing like my music music resume off. Like, yeah, you know, five-time Grammy Award winner, uh, multi-platinum selling, this, this, that, that, you know, and it just, after a while, you're like, I really don't necessarily need that showcase in a humble way how successful my career is. But to also agree with Fresco, though, in terms of, like, for the down-to-earth person, when you got family back home, where you know where you come from, and you got a city or a community of people that's proud of you, regardless of where you hit a status at, if you get that uh, that Grammy or you get that BET award or whatever other awards you want to throw out there, um, and you know, as he said, you know, you had one heck of a year, you grinded your tail off to where it got that recognition. You know, you holding that up high, like, yo, this for the city or this for the community, you know, like shout out to my family, man, being with me day one when we was in the studio day and night, putting in that work and this was the result, you know. But after a while, man, if you on the level of a Drake or a Kanye or a Jay-Z or a, you name it, after a while, it almost seems like it's just bored. You know, you're like, oh, again? Cool. Hey, guys. Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, we got another one? Cool. You know, it's not something I would aim to go after, per se, just to be having up in the back. You know, like, sure. You know, if you see a Oscar back here one day chilling, all right, cool. If you see a Grammy over here chilling, if you see all these awards, cool. But it's not something I just look at and say, like, hey, man. I need that. Like, it's no longer to me the goal of anything. It's more so just continuing to, you know, I feel like the overall success of your community is is like the, the number one winner. When you see how much you've elevated and how many people are behind you and what you do, and you can keep showing them your success and your progress, it just is better than any award could ever really be, you know? The streets of the award to me, man. You know what I mean? When yeah. Highlight Real drop an album and the streets out there talking about it, sharing it with friends, like proud of it. Like, yo, man, our guy put this out. Like, bruh, I don't care about who else put out this album and that album. Like, to me, this right here album of the year. To me, this right here single of the year. To me, this right here XYZ is better than any award could ever really prove. You know what I mean? And um, I think even Drake might have said that at one point in time when the Grammys tried to cut him off and was like, you don't even really need this. Mm-hmm. You know, this ain't something you need to showcase who you are, what you've done, this and that. Like, 
It's a problem. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a problem. Yeah, I I think that it's it's um it's okay to like to want that recognition. I just don't think it's needed in in this day and age because mm-hmm. of technology. I I I don't think it's needed. I think that at one point it was almost like the record label, like you needed the record label before. You don't need them anymore. Like it's it's not necessary. You can still blow up. Uh, your music can still get hot if you if you have the right strategy as an independent artist. Um, like I I just I don't see I've I've never really cared like in the the film industry aspect. I never really cared about you know if I if I if I won an Oscar or something. I I don't care because like I like I, all I know. All I know is that I want to if if I can if I can buy my parents a house if I can afford to buy my parents a house where they want to be and and, 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 and <laughs> yeah and like and like my family is set to me that's where I've won I like the the awards themselves that like I don't care about awards you know like like, right. I don't see me bragging about numbers anyway. Like, like I'm pretty sure. Album of the year, you'll be able to buy your parents whatever house they want. Oh, I, I, I think I'll do it before that. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. And then too, like I think, like Dwayne D- said, when you reach like a Drake, Beyonce, Jay Z status, like it's like, oh, another one. Yeah, mm-hmm. you feel that way because you've already won it, right? Like, yeah, but I'm yeah, sure yeah. before they actually reached that point, like that hardware meant something. But think about and it. Think, back then, it, it was yeah. it was needed. Back then, like Jay Z needed that recognition. Beyonce yeah. needed that recognition. Destiny's Child needed that recognition back then. That was early two thousand, late nineties, early two thousands. It was needed. Now, uh, also, also, you gotta think it's not. It's not only for you um like especially as as minorities like like to see a black person win album of the year not rap album of of the year not r&b or or urban album of the year but like music album of the year or to see a latin person like for me like it's been huge to see bad bunny and j balvin and all of these guys start like these are the biggest artists in the world as far as streams and we're just now starting to get mentioned in those conversations and no it's not necessary but it's also like if this conversation is being had you have to include these people um so it's like for me as a up-and-coming artist like that means a lot so i imagine like when i get to that point like being like one of the first mexican artists to do it uh, i think it's gonna mean a lot to little mexican kids that think oh shit like my 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 fucking ceiling is no longer top latin artist like i can be the number one artist in the world now you know what I mean? so like i think in that way it, it's important uh for for us to have representation and for us to have like like people that are like us in, in those positions and winning those awards because somebody's gonna win them you know what i'm saying so it's like let it be people that deserve it and let it be people because like yeah, like Drake and, and stuff like that, it gets boring, but also like we all think of Drake as the number one artist in the world or close to the, the number one artist in the world as far as success. 
um and then so so it's like it's like he's like i am sure like people in fucking toronto like i'm sure there's people that hate him obviously there's gonna be people that hate him but like he's like the fucking president over there you know what i'm saying and i'm sure every time he reaches an accolade and stuff like that like they're proud and like it means something to them just like when your country plays in the olympics and it's like no matter how much you hate the politics and stuff like that like you still want your country to win uh so like i think i think that's where it's important like where it's not so much for you but like for the people that you represent yeah i agree with that but i think i think it's uh, see i think i think part of me kind of like pushes back a little bit because while i agree that the the representation is important i almost feel like it's over like like it's almost forced at at a point now where like it doesn't it, it it feels like like they're just trying to meet a quota in order to like shut us up about representation you know what i'm saying which is why i honestly don't like i would rather us like get our own thing you know i i don't mind i don't mind the, the recognition aspect but i would rather us have like do our own thing and 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 then you know that's we, we we make that on that level you know i i, I respect that yeah well um definitely i know we uh definitely had a fun conversation on that but to uh categorize moments of the year uh like moment of the year for me man i have a couple that come to mind so i'll probably just split them like this um Fresco brought up Bad Bunny, actually. Um, he actually does tie into one of my moments of the year for uh, a lot of reasons, because he he's probably an artist that had one heck of a year in terms of uh, musically. And honestly, as a wrestling fan, he surprised a lot of us because he went on one of their biggest stages with absolutely no experience and put on one heck of a show, literally, by stepping in the ring and doing what they do on a 365-day-a-year basis. Mm-hmm. And this man has so much respect for what they do, he actually earned the respect of every legit wrestling fan out there by putting on a show, literally. Um, on top of that, only to then, right after that, go on one crazy tour, because he did all of this in the midst of a pandemic when WWE wasn't even really doing live shows yet. And that WrestleMania was like their first full fan show since all of this went down. So for him to come in front of millions of people, no pressure, but pressure and do that. And then, you know, get ready for his big tour that he had right after that. I mean, uh, that was a pretty dope moment um, just to see an artist, a Latin artist at that, you know, just do his thing musically and go into a whole different world and earn respect in that world and by being a fan himself just win man you know you win winning when you can do something that you were a fan of while also doing something that you're known for and truly succeeding but my other major moments of this year is kind of split um it's involving two artists that are no longer here one being young Dolph and the other being dmx um, still a moment that really was just so crazy to me, knowing that at the top of this year, 
right in February just to see that X was just in this state. And people were wondering and rooting and just like saying, man, I hope you push through. And you kept hearing so many different things, wondering like, you know, what's really the truth? Like, is he going to make it? Is he not? And to really finally officially find out that he just passes away is like, man, you know, one of the most iconic rappers in hip hop, man, that brought so much passion to the game, you know, to see him, you know, no longer with us, man, is still just one of those crazy thoughts of just like, man, that happened right at the early peak of this year. And then with Dolph, for that to happen, then like towards the fourth quarter of the year, we're just like pushing through. And then you find out that news and you're like, man, in your own hood, man, right there in the local, you know, local store in your own hood, man. And just, and just to still see a city in an uproar just from that news uh, really signifies to me that 2021 was kind of crazy, man, just in terms of like, we had a lot of dope music moments, but we also lost a lot of people that was just like, yo, that was for the culture, man. It's crazy. Most definitely. Most definitely. So, on a light note, man, that just leads me to one final uh, subject matter for y'all, man, which is a fun one to think about because we've had a lot of these, it seems, just about once maybe twice a month it just depended on uh i guess you could say how all this lined up but ladies and gentlemen uh you know swiss beast and timberland made this nice little sh thing during a pandemic of 2020 that started catching on in its own way and it just kind of evolved into a thing of its own it's not really i don't know if it was meant to turn into what it turned into but this thing called versus where went from being an IG live kind of thing to completely turn into a full-fledged concert as we saw within this year alone. Uh, and it just continued to evolve in its own right. So uh, I'm actually curious to know what you guys felt like was your personal versus battle. Or maybe you have a second battle. It may be more than one for you, but what was a battle that really stuck out to you the most within this year? And I'm going to remind you guys of a few of them just in case there was some that just didn't come to memory. So starting from the top of 21, you literally had Ashanti versus Keisha Cole. Um, <laughs> you had, let's see, Raekwon versus Ghostface for the true hip hip hop heads out there. Um, Earth, Wind & Fire versus the Isley Brothers. Um, you had Redman and Method Man. Red Man versus Method Man for the New York New Yorkers out there, you know, of course. And uh, yeah, uh, let's see. Eve versus Trina. Bow Wow versus Soldier Boy. Keith Sweat versus Bobby Brown. You had the Locks versus Dipset with that also infamous Madison Square Garden, where you know who, known as Jada Kiss, was the MVP, literally, of the night. You had Fat Joe versus Ja Rule, KRS-One versus Big Daddy Kane, Shaka Khan versus Stephanie Mills, and of course, the last one of the year, Bone Thugs and Harmony versus Triple Six Mafia. So, guys, which one probably stood out to y'all the most out of this entire year? You named my two, uh, Bow Wow versus Soja. Um, Soldier played the same song like three times, but it was fine. 
and we were that Bow Wow is a legend, regardless of the corny shit he does outside yeah. of music. Like he's a legend. Um, and Locks versus Dipset. I think that was New York tri-state area equivalent to us being excited about Gucci and, and Jeezy. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> the niggas was in the living room wearing Tim's and like the big mm-hmm. uh, studded belts and like they was ready. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so those those were the two big ones for me. Yeah. Uh, my I'm sorry, that no, I was just kidding. I was, I was saying I hate New York so much. <laughs> As you should, sir. As you should. It's an Atlanta rivalry. I get it. I'm sorry for the New York <laughs> listeners. I'm not a New York hater, but I'm saying Atlanta, New York. Somehow y'all just got this rivalry. I get it. It is what and it yet is. They man. both lose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you can't say that. You can't say that. No, Braves, Braves don't count. Braves don't it count. do count. It's no, no, still no, no, a city no, no, no. and it's still no, no, a sport. No, no, no. Atlanta no, no. won. New York didn't win. Atlanta won. It counts. I don't want Sorry, it counts. It counts. It counts. It counts. Atlanta, stand uh, up. You won a championship. It counts. Because yeah. if the Yankees won, they'd be all on your face. So they yeah, won. Yeah. It counts. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Marietta. Like New um, York credit for like stuff that their ancestors did and shit like that. Like. <laughs> Alive when that shit was going on, bro. Like, <laughs> lived in Gwinnett County since you were four years old, bro. Like, stop. come on, come on. <laughs> That's what bothers me so much. And so, yeah, but in New York, we did like, bro, shut up. You were four. You wasn't doing. That. <laughs> that, You're that from here. Yeah. You're from Atlanta now. Yeah. <laughs> um, my favorite versus battle was the Isaac Brothers versus the Earth, Wind, and Fire battle. That was my absolute favorite. Uh, the most entertaining one for me was Bow Wow Soldier Boy, just because Soldier Boy just like <laughs> that dude is bad. an entertainer, man. He's, He's so entertaining. He's gonna give us a show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it that was the most entertaining. But the 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 Isaac Brothers. Um, I'm gonna be completely honest. I didn't know that they had as many songs. Like you know the songs, but you know it was them. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, amazing. Um, and I, I hope to look like Ron Isley when I turn fifty. I'm, I'm getting on a walking stick when I turn fifty. That's, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, that's my style. <laughs> but, I yeah. dig that. I dig yeah. that. Yeah, so. Um, wow. Okay, so um. You know, I would say um, definitely, yeah, that, that Isley Brothers one was cool. Um, the old head and, you know, having Pops old school and all that, man, that was definitely a cool one to uh, reminisce on to see. But for me, my favorite one, as Neem mentioned, when you talk about Bow Wow getting respect, for me, my personal favorite, because I couldn't wait for the moment this man got one. And it may not have been the matchup most wanted. But doggone it, I was happy when I saw Fat Joe versus Ja Rule because I was happy to see my boy Ja get that shine and reminding people of his time of hits and all that good stuff because it's just so quickly to forget things with how time flies. And just like Bow Wow, you know, regardless of the corniness, regardless of the memes, regardless of what you feel, who's real, who's not, whatever, 
it still to me was just really dope to just see him come out and much like Soldier Boy, be an entertainer, be a show creator, remind people how he just loves to put on a show and can perform legit and just get people to do things. And, you know, just seeing how, <laughs> even though, you know, they real friends in real life, the fact that they were just coming there so serious, trying to talk trash and just, just have fun with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, John, where you been the last 20 years, man? You know, yesterday's price is not today's price. It's just, you know, having fun with it. And then of course, you know, the Soldier Boy Bow Wow one, you know, in unison like y'all was definitely dope to see from a nostalgic standpoint. I may not have liked either one of them back then, but just to go back and look at them and still just reminisce like, yeah, you know, I'd much rather listen to this nowadays than what I hear. But you know what? It's cool. This was this was cool for what it was. I I, I dig it. I respect it. You know, shout out. To, this, was, this was a dope one, man. This was a pretty dope one. And, and you know, why not, man? You know? Why not? You know, but uh, definitely the Fat Joe versus Ja Rule, man. And uh, shout out to my boys 3-6, man, because, hell, that was a fun one just off of the fact that they was able to take y'all down memory lane with so much. We bring freaking Terrence Howard out to do a song to Flex. Why not? Hilarious. We bring Terrence Howard out, man. You know what I'm saying? Got to bring DJ out, man. You know what I mean? So when you bring DJ oh, out, man, and he starts spitting on a little something for you and tell you what it is, man, when I whoop that trick, you know what I mean? Man, you just, you just got to do it. So, you know, hey, skin, I still want to know what you did with my tape skin, you know? So it's just, hey, <laughs> just having fun with it, bro. You know? <laughs> I got to watch this movie again, man. <laughs> y'all think, uh, what do y'all think about what JV said about his uh, verses and how, like, nobody could stand on stage with him? It's been a lot in that OTS group going on between Wayne and Jay-Z right now for some reason. So I don't know, man. I'm I trying to- like, I feel like to me, like, like, and it might just be like my, I, like Jay-Z, I feel like was right before like the height of when I really started getting into music. Like when I got old enough to like really get into music, digest it and shit like that. And like Lil Wayne was like at the peak of that shit. Like when I started caring about like, like bars and and wordplay and like fucking like metaphors and shit that's when like wheezy was talking all kinds of bullshit on like all of his mixtapes and all of this stuff and like like memorable ass shit like that like still to this day like i'll be like like taking a shower and be like paint your shirt in room like an oklahoma soon like like just stuff that <laughs> forever resonate in your head so like to me like like if like Lil Wayne started playing like his shit and like like Drake, I mean uh, uh Jay Z obviously like has his songs and and he has like his fucking timeless like classics um that are like Mount Rushmore hip hop songs and shit like I don't know to me it just feels like if you played those songs like like I feel like you're gonna have equal amount of like technical ability but like I feel like you're gonna get more lit with the Lil Wayne song so like. I feel like for him to just sit and like act like there's nobody else that could even like get up there with them, I think is a little bold, especially like with the fact that I think if Lil Wayne got up there, I think he would wash him. I think hmm. it would be a closer fight than what we give Jay credit for because we did a test run. Derry doesn't count this as a fan's battle, but we did Jay-Z versus Drake and everybody's like, oh, Drake, hands down, like Drake has hits, but 
when when you line up tracks correctly you're reminded like jay-z is not one to play with so even i think it would be a close battle but it would be nice to remind folks like jay-z can stand with wayne but i would like to i think wayne would be the only one outside of drake maybe that could go up against him drake is different too because like i feel like i feel like like you're gonna you're just gonna evaluate songs completely different like uh like if you put them side by side it just depends on what you value uh in a song and there's gonna be people like no like you know hotline bling was like did more numbers than any jay-z song like will ever do type shit and it's like and then there's people that are like fucking like there's no drake song that's touching h to the izzo or like whatever like like <laughs> h <to the> <laughs> <laughs> it really is hard like bro that's like one of the fucking best songs of all time you know like you think back and it just puts you in a fucking like mtv like like fucking i don't know like era like getting ready for school with the music videos and shit. Um, and like, but so it's like when, when you're looking at like all time and like respect value and, and like, like ability and just like the shit that Jay-Z was doing in his time. And like, then you try to com compare it to like the commercial reach of Drake and like the records that he broke and like his ability to stay at the top for so long um like it's just you're comparing it's almost like any anything you compare to drake is going to be apples to oranges because there's all you're always going to be able to find like more talented or technically able artists but you're never going to be able to find an artist that like did the numbers and, and accomplished the things that drake is accomplishing even still to this day so it's, it's almost like unfair both ways because you're you're not respecting either one for their aspect of their greatness I think if, if you've taken hip hop to the basics of what it is, Drake doesn't stand a chance against Jay-Z. Lyricism. Lyricism. Yeah, you have to put certain criteria. Lyricism. And 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 that that to me, when you when you like bring out old school, like, you know, captions versus lyrics, nah. 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 Mm. That what Drake does is like I respect Drake, but he's he's, he's a captionist. Yeah, he's a captionist. Jay Z Jay Z is a lyricist. <laughs> <laughs> captionist. I've never heard that one before. That's new. I've never heard that one. Before. Add there you it go. To the OTS list of poems that we've created throughout the year. There you Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's not about lyricism; it's about captionism. What do you got? You captionist or you a lyricist? Debate it, LTS style. Can uh, I make an IG post with this song? Yes or no? Yes. yes. Come on. Now. <laughs> uh, I've been hearing a lot lately. Like as I watch like podcasts, like about the music industry and shit like that. It's like like more and more artists talking about writing lyrics that people can use as captions as like a way to like fucking grow as an artist like it's like it's a real like strategy you know it's a great strategy it drives up numbers but like <clears throat> if you're talking about like hip-hop like if you want to actually get back to 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 the basics mm. when it's about lyrics yeah we I, I think i think wayne is the only one that could probably what, go against jay-z what is the what is the version <sighs> Where, like is it usually do they have any criteria or do no they... that's why fans is better yeah 
I would. <laughs> I don't think he would do it, but I honestly would put Kanye against Jay Z just because of the history of the two. That's yeah. You could easily yeah. you yeah, can you, their repertoires are just. Yeah. I mean, but then if you're looking at it straight lyrically, like it's not it's not close. Like, yeah. like Kanye yeah. songs are more about like the song as a whole and like the production and like the vibe you're getting and and the fucking like the whole like theatrics behind every single song like it there's so much more to Kanye than just the lyrics so if you look at it lyrically like like Kanye is an average rapper um and Jay-Z is one of the best to ever do it um so like that that's what I'm saying like but on the same fry based off what versus battles usually are what is Jay-Z outside of the lyricists and who's the one that made a lot of his songs that were popular? But Jay Z got some hits too, man. Like Jay Z got a good amount of hits. Like, dude, and yeah, most man. of those were made by that brother named Kanye. So it just it just depends. If if it wasn't Kanye, it was Pharrell mostly. Yeah. It was either Kanye or it was Pharrell that made most of his stuff memorable. Yeah, both different kind of guys, by the way. So it just it's like. He needs them to but be Jay-Z at the level. Jay Z still at. brought the lyrics. That that that's the thing. Jay Z still brought the lyrics. He did, and they're nothing without the uniqueness of what they brought to the sound. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. So, I'm, not I'm not disputing. The if sound, it was, but... if it was not for their caliber of mainstreamism and diversity, what would he really be outside of just lyricists from New York that people respect in New York? I still feel like we're starting to play Jay-Z and 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 it's it's getting to the point where where it feels as if people have forgotten what this man is. <laughs> I think people definitely know, but like we had this this conversation before. Like you are low-key like a hip-hop purist, right? So yes. you're looking for lyricism. Yes. But we talked about how now, like, do we even consider the music that's being put out under the hip hop category or is this a completely different category now? Mm-hmm. And it's hard to put up somebody who you feel like from a hip hop purist standpoint could go up against Jay-Z because everybody they're trying to put up has all these other aspects that right. make Right. Yeah, because hip hop and rap are two different things. Right. And I think people don't consider that. Yeah, and that's different. These battles haven't also only been one genre. Like they've done R and B, like it. It really just depends on like what what are we talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like, like if you like you have a boxer and an MMA fighter, like if you play by <laughs> MMA rules, like the boxer. You had to. Man. Now you just made him think of a fight that just happened. He said that. No, no, <laughs> no. Because Jake Paul is not a boxer. No, I don't want to hear that. No, no. And then, uh, <laughs> Greg's like he's gonna, he's mm. gonna uh, you know. So it's, I don't know. Like it's it just depends on the rules you put on on the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I dig yeah. it. I dig it. Not mad. Nah, that was good. That was good, Joe. That was a good one. You know, fam. All in all, we just here to say, look. Real talk, 2021 was a very interesting year. 
um, for us, for sure, a fun one. Uh, you know, just throwing out there that just so y'all know, we do have fans. And uh, I just want to remind you, Chris Brown versus Usher did happen within this year. <laughs> Biggie versus Tupac don't did happen within this year. Don't, don't do not. Don't, don't hey do man, don't hey do that. man, <laughs> hey man. I'm still traumatized so by that. By that. <laughs> Like it, it wasn't. Hey, hey, I Meg. still want a rematch. It, no, it needs to happen. It's gonna happen. Meg happen. Stallion versus Cardi B did happen oh, this year. That was really good. That was really good. See, they weren't all, uh, you know. Oh no, I'm not saying they were all bad, but that you know? that Dmx versus Busta Rhymes happened this year. Yeah. You know, I mean, Drake versus Kanye happened within this year. I mean, yeah, had some good ones out there. The yeah, game Drake the test Kanye of time. Was the last one. So. <laughs> We're gonna we come back with a with a bang. With a bang, um, man. And I like I've said this before, I said I said it earlier. Fans is just is is significantly better than versus. We have we have the criteria, we have we have uh uh 13 rounds, you know, we we, we force a winner. So mm-hmm. it's just you know, I guarantee if we were on the on the mainstream platform right now, we would beat out uh, versus. And I, I, I was, I was, I will say that ten times out of ten. Talk your shit, Derek. It's just, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> it just is. What Throw it, it is. out, man. Throw it out. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. what took a sip and just, you know, he already. Because I, I, like, I don't like, I don't, I don't like flexing. I don't like flexing on people. But I, that I got, I got to, I got to put the flex on. You know, because fans is is a really, really good uh, uh, show. Um, yes, we've had some hiccups <laughs> for, <laughs> over the last year, but you know this it was a good first season. I think you know we'll, we'll come back with the second season next year and um, we'll, we'll have something that will surprise people. I, I think mm-hmm. I think people will, will enjoy what they see and um, you know if we get we get more support with it, we'll get on that level of verses and, and, and take uh, 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 take take Timbaland and, and, and uh, Swizz out. Mm. Well, you already know. Uh, we'll pull the curtain back. You see it? Yeah, I see you, Janine. I, I see. You. Let me pull the curtain back real quick and uh, take producer Derek from the on-screen personality you guys know him to the behind-the-scenes hard-working personality that he is. And uh, sir, as the producer, as the visionary behind the OTS brand, talk to the people about what you have, how you feel about past the ox as a show within this year and the things that has happened within this year on this very show so yeah, tell us think. how you really feel <laughs> <laughs> no, past the ox is you know I, i've told y'all before past the ox is one of my favorite shows uh that's on the ots brand um i think what is done here is is uh unique um yeah, we've we we've had shows, music shows before that 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 discuss, you know, what's going on. But I think the the perspectives that we have on this show, if you know, just 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 from dif- different perspectives in terms of a fan perspective, an artist perspective, producer's perspective, I think it it, it creates a unique uh, 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 um, a unique product that. To be completely honest, I have not seen anywhere else, and I study shows. So I, 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 all I know is, you know, 
See, this is, I don't like bragging or anything like that. I really don't. I, you're taking me out of my element because I don't like doing this. But I, I do believe that OTS in general has um, a collection of, of, of shows that um, I think beats out everybody else, to be completely honest. Uh, you know, it, it, it's, it just doesn't have the, the major backing yet. Uh, uh, we, we're not known worldwide right now, um, but it's a unique brand in general, in and of itself. OTS is, is something that focuses on fact, uh, factual reporting on who, you know, we're discussing. And I think they do an excellent job with making that, <clears throat> excuse me, with making that a, uh, uh, a conscious effort every time we get on the show. Uh, so coming on here and, and we're, just, we're discussing artists, whether it's independent artists, mainstream artists, I think we're doing everybody a, a, a great service to uh, put a spotlight on them in a factual way that brings us back to that old school form of journalism where it's not about clicks. If it was about clicks, you know, we, we'd, we'd, we'd be doing a lot of other stuff on here, man. Like <laughs> if it was just about clicks. If it was just about ratings, it's not about that. It's 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 about bringing integrity and and uh, facts back to, uh, uh, to journalism and and um, not just just media in general. Because it doesn't matter if we're writing an article, it doesn't matter if we're, we're recording a podcast or um, whatever we're doing. Uh, if we're making uh, you know music or whatever, it doesn't matter what we're doing. We're doing everything to the best of our ability, and we put that high quality. Uh, uh, attention um, to the to these to these shows, and you know we don't have we don't have a huge following yet, but we'll get there. You know, and and um, it, to me, it's just I, I, I'm I'm grateful that that it's even at this point, three years in, and 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 every year it's gotten better. Um, you know, where it was year one, y'all. <laughs> Oh, it was literally just three <laughs> letters. I like there was no logo, there was no colors, there was, it was it was no branding. It was just it no was no crew, you know. Just... And it wasn't even a business. It was just I was I just I was doing it as a brand under my old media company, just trying to get something going. And then it just you know started growing organically. And I, I love the organic growth. You know that that's why you know even if we only have like what 373 followers on instagram that's <laughs> organic <laughs> organic baby you know i don't i could have i could have bought uh you know you know the bots and stuff like that and and we'd be up to ten thousand followers and all that stuff right now didn't do it i was told to do it people people told me to do it multiple times nah nah you know and i think word of mouth is, is you know is, is is stronger so you know, we're growing. Past the Ox is growing. Uh, you know, we got a new logo this year. You know, Woo! so yes, sir. It was, it's 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 growing as a brand. Um, and and you know, we're we're evolving. And 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 um, I want to stop talking about this now because <laughs> this makes me so uncomfortable. But <laughs> I got you, brother. This I got what you. What happens? Well, allow me then, I guess it's only fitting to tell the audience and the listeners some breaking special news that we got for this very show. Y'all want to share that? Shall we share that? Shall we? 
Wait. From past lives? Do oh. what your heart feels. Yeah. Yeah. Do do as the spirit leads you. Do as the oh, don't tell me that. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Let, uh, let, let him use you, my brother. Let him use you. Ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls, listen, we first and foremost just want to say thank y'all so much. You know, I, I could pull up the stats. I could read, you know, all the countries, but y'all know where y'all at. Y'all know where y'all listening to us, faithfully at, okay? Regardless if you're overseas, right here in the U.S. of A, don't matter where you're at. Maybe in one of our borders, you know what I'm saying? Maybe in Canada, Mexico, you know what I'm saying? Wherever you're at, Okay. Whatever you're listening to, man, first and foremost, we from the bottom of our hearts like to say thank you because we appreciate y'all because y'all keep us going. You know what I'm saying? And as Derek mentioned, so regardless of how few, how many, how large, medium, small, however, we appreciate every single download, every single save, every single listen, every single repost, all of that. Which leads me to a big special announcement that we got because we got a very, very special guest coming to y'all to kick off the next season of Past the Ox, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking about we got a legend coming on to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody knows him from a legendary group that we actually just kind of talked about that fresh out of a versus battle, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking about none other than Bone Thugs and Harmony's own Ill Spitter Crazy Bone is going to be joining us right here. January 13th, he's going to be right here on this very, very, very show. And we're going to get to chop it up with the legend. Talk about a bunch of cool, cool, cool subjects and topics. So, as always, man, we may bring that to y'all live. We may bring it to you pre-taped. Who knows? All I do know is y'all make sure y'all stay tuned for that special season premiere of Past the Ox, featuring special guest, legendary artist himself, Crazy Bone from Bone Thugs and Harmony, baby. Cleveland in the building, Atlanta in the building, Memphis in the building, Jersey in the building, Mexico in the building. They all in the building, and it's going to be crazy, Jamaica. all right? <laughs> Jamaica in the building, Martin, you know. Hey, I say all this to say it's going to be crazy, and I use that pun completely intended when I say Make sure y'all in the building January 13th, next season for the season premiere of Past the Ox. So, uh, yo, crew, y'all got anything else left to say before we go ahead and close this thing on out? No, nah, man, I just want to say thank you for another amazing year. Like I, I, I get emotional every year when, when we have to do these wrap ups. Cause I just appreciate the space that y'all have created. Like, like Derry said, um, past Ox is different. You have just the casual listener, you have the artist, and then you have the bus behind the scenes pro producer guy. So it's three very different perspectives, but yet it's one great collective. And um, to feel like there's a space where, you know, I am a woman podcasting and I feel like my opinion matters and y'all are so understanding with like schedules and me being a mom and everything like it's bomb. And I just love to see our progression every episode, every season. Yes. Yes. I'm just excited to see what 2022 brings. So. Yes, ma'am. 
You go, girl. That's what I'm mm-hmm. talking about. You know what I'm saying? Because we appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? We needed that woman presence on this show, man. And you came through with the whole flip to give it to him, man. The light of our world, man, that just be keeping us feeling good, feeling bubbly, being able to go out there and give them what they want with all the charisma, all the energy, and all the excitement, man. So this trio, all the smoke. And all the hookah, um, Shisha (laughs) brands, hookah brands. Hey, every episode I'm on here blowing big clouds. A couple of sponsorships would be nice. I'm I'm just saying. Hey, off the hookah, somebody, all right? Vape shop, anybody, all right? Listen, you need some sponsors, hookah sponsors. Send your finest hookah (laughs) to the one and only Queen of Clatch, Miss Booze Thuggy. Absolute finest. Come on now. <laughs> absolute finest. You already know. You already know. We see crap. the drip. We know what time it is. <laughs> Baby, what's up, man? So, all in all, man, thank y'all so much, man. We appreciate y'all. But real talk, we are looking for sponsors, man. So maybe you listening to this and you like, man, I like this energy. I like this right here. Hey, make sure you contact. All right, all things. Derek, you want to give them a contact where they can reach out to you officially if they just say, you know, I do want to sponsor these guys and see what we can throw into the fray. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can, but where's my email address right now? Derek. It's <laughs> <laughs> well, been a long two weeks. I'm sorry. No, I haven't even had any yet. <laughs> Derek, Come on now. Derek at otsmediaco.com. D-E-R-R-I-C-K, the black way to spell it. Uh, email is there, or you can do the contact at uh, otsmediaco.com. You know, just just uh, hit us up on there as well. We'll get it. <laughs> so either way, there you go. Either way, man. Trust me when I say you you around a, a surrounded set of people that's gonna have your brand feeling right. Trust you me. So that being said, Fresco Philippe, my guy. Before we let you go, man. Before we roll out this thing, you got anything else you want to say in closing remarks, my brother? Uh, I just want to say uh, congratulations to you guys. Uh, another year. Um, it's dope. It's dope to be back. Uh, it, and like, bro, when we do when we do what we do, consistency is the first step. So you guys are consistently doing it. Um, I'm I'm really proud of you guys, and I see the work that you're putting in, and it's been really really fun to be a part of the process. I really respect what y'all do and 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 the way that y'all do it um and i think i think you guys are a model for for how shit should be done and 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 how authentic these things should be so keep doing what you're doing and keep doing what you're doing and keep doing it the way that you're doing it and i'm sure like some form of success is on the way for you guys uh so uh congratulations and and like i said keep working Appreciate you, bro. Keep working. Likewise for you, my brother. Thank you so much again for always joining us. You are always welcome on this very platform. You already know that. Along with our sister platform, Plugged In, man. So when you got that exclusive heat you want to send, you already know where to send that thing, man. PTA Music at OTSMediaCo.com, y'all. So, hey, man, again, thank y'all so much for a wonderful, wonderful 2021, man. Been great. Been real. 
Y'all already know we're doing it even bigger and better in 2022. So already, go ahead, raise them glasses up. You know what time it is. We finna roll. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to go. So, hey. That ain't it. Ox. Pass that. Ladies and gentlemen. We thank y'all so much. We rolling out of here. And we gonna say, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, baby. Hey, thank y'all so much. We'll see y'all in 2022. Let go.